This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to Newsmakers on 1490 WDAN. I'm Tommy B. from WDNL-FM across the hall, the host of The Big Show that you hear each morning over there. But each morning over here, you normally hear Linda Bolton. Well, I'm sitting in for her today. She's got the day off because last week I had the opportunity to talk with Bobby Poynton, who is one of the longtime members of The Letterman, the singing group that started back in the early 60s and still to this day are performing to... Uh, thousands of people nationwide. And they're going to be at the Beef House coming up on Sunday, November 28th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for a Christmas show. And so I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Bobby last week, and here's how that interview went. My name is Tommy B., uh, and as you notice, the last uh, name is just a B, a letter. I've got a letterman in my studio. Uh, and, and hi, Bobby Point. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. From one letterman to another. <laughs> I know. I know. He's part of the letterman. Uh, folks, if you remember back to the day when the Fisher Theater opened up in September of 2019, the letterman were the opening act, the very first act to play at the remodeled, uh, you know, grand reopening of, of the Fisher Theater, which used to be called the Grand Opera House. Uh, and what a great concert. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, the, the, the uh, enthusiasm in the, in the place just to be inside the theater was exciting. But then when you guys got on stage, you guys matched that. And that had to be a heck of a, of a feat to be able to do that because everybody was oh, so excited was, just it, to be there. It was. It was so electric the whole day. I mean, it, from the time we got there in the afternoon, and they, they were literally still screwing the seats into the floor because, um, you know, they were, had, they're still in the process of doing the remodel at the time. Um, but the whole the whole show the uh, the reason we did it as quickly as we did was because um, Julius Hegler, uh, who has basically financed the remodel of it, um, he had been ill, and we were trying to get the show uh, presented before he passed, which unfortunately we did not do. Uh, I think he missed the show by about less, two months. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fourth of July holiday, Short right time, in that range. Yep. Yeah. So, but uh, we we went ahead and did the show anyways in that same time frame just to get it going and. Uh, it was a huge success for the theater, and unfortunately, it's the last major concert that they've had at the theater since right after that was when COVID I hit. know, yeah, shortly afterwards. Yeah, well, they've, they're still doing a lot of things, just like theater. You know, they there's are. still some shows and, and some concerts here and there, uh, but you guys were like the, the biggest major act that's come through, and it was, it was just uh, amazing to see you guys. The one thing I have to ask about the Letterman, and, and I still... I wondered this as I was listening to you guys. The music was made and originally recorded and, and, and became known as, as music by the Letterman. You guys were kids. The three guys that are the Letterman now, you guys were kids back then. How do you maintain the sound that came from that era? Is it, is it the, the, the songs? Is it the voices? I mean, how, how do you guys maintain that? Uh, well, the answer is yes. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's both of those things. It is the songs. It's the arrangements, the vocal arrangements that were done. And then uh, when Jim and Tony and Bob, uh, Jim Pike, Tony Butala, and Bob Ingeman, the original three lettermen, sang together, they had a very unique blend. Uh, and they were able to uh, develop as, as a vocal group. They were able to develop. So as time went on, when um, the Bobby Ingeman left the group in 67, late 67, early 68, which was about the time that Going Out of My Head came out, um, they replaced um, Bobby with Gary Pike, Jim's younger brother. So when you have that familial sound, that family sound, which the two Pike brothers did have, um, and then you add in Tony's voice, which he kind of had a raspy voice, he still does, has a very raspy voice, it just was a very unique blend, but they were able to maintain it because you still had two brothers there. 
And then when uh, Jim lost his voice, they replaced Jim with uh, Donnie Pike, the other Pike brother. So you still had that sound. So during this, now we're talking a span of probably 13, 14, 15 years that have passed since the beginning of the group. So that sound was established by this point. So anytime that anybody left the group after that, what Tony, who was the original member that stayed up until a couple of years ago when he finally retired, whatever he, whenever he found a new member of the group, he tried to match that voice, that voicing uh, as best he could with the quality and the tone of the voice to make sure that we could keep that sound um, constant. So in 1980, uh, in the early 80s, when Gary and Donnie both retired again, so Tony kept working, um, uh, he brought in uh, Mark Preston and uh, Donovan T. And Donovan is, is still working with me and Rob Gulak. So we've always been able to, uh, in accordance with the vocal arrangements and the history that we have to listen to, the records. I mean, there's been 76 albums by the, by the Letterman, over 600 songs recorded if you can't do your homework and learn how to sing this stuff with that much material to listen to, then you're not doing your job. Yeah, and, and so just, that gives you plenty to listen back and go, Absolutely. you know, is this sounding quite right? You guys can always have a, have a reference point, I guess you call it. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, the group has evolved quite a bit, even from the very beginning. The group was formed as a doo-wop group. And uh, the flip side of the first single was The Way You Look Tonight. Uh, the doo you know, it was right. It was 1961, 1960, and uh, doo was was still still hot and heavy. And it was before the rock and roll era really got blown up, uh, especially Capitol Records. And uh, when when it they flipped over some DJ uh, out, and I think it was Pittsburgh turned turned the single over to play uh, the way you look tonight. And uh, the Capitol Records A and R guys came to the guys and said, "Hey, you're now ballad singers." And that was about that. So, oh, okay, uh, and that's pretty much how that worked, you know. So uh, they evolved from a doo-wop group to to the ballad singers uh, that the group is still known for, and we continued to record music uh, from movies and and uh, Broadway today, and do the same things that they did in hits by uh, today's artists, um, and do the same thing that the Letterman did, which was to take hits by solo artists excuse me, primarily solo artists, and then have a three-part harmony version of it. So it was a new, a new way to hear the same song. And it's really kept the group alive for all these years. Well, and, and then with those changes you said you had early on, was, that was kind of, I guess, their revelation that this group could continue on even by losing a member. You can still bring someone in, and the, and the Letterman can continue. It's not, oh, we lost a member, the band's broke up, or the group's broke up. You know, that's kind of how it goes nowadays. You lose a member, and, and the magic is gone. But in this case, it's that those, it's the way they're written. It's those arrangements and that vocal harmony that really does it all for It you. is, and also you have to remember that back then, um, the only visual that you had of the group was when they would do network television, and there were only three of those. And not everybody had a television set in their homes. So the sound was the recognizable part, not the visual part of it. So when you know until until later, you know, I mean, you could even go until the '90s uh, when MTV and late '80s when MTV came into being, and, and music videos really made it so important the way the group looks. I mean, it was always an uh, an aspect of the group, but um, the groups were really known by their sound as opposed to their look. And so, uh, and that's why a lot of times when you had a, a famous group. And one of the guys who 
kind of got a big head and thought that, well, I'm the reason that you guys are so popular. <laughs> and then they went off and did a solo career, and a lot of times it didn't work. Um, and many of the guys that tried that over the years, and I won't even name any names, but there are a lot of guys that thought they were bigger than their individual groups, and it just didn't work as a solo thing. It was because that sound was so unique, and they were able to replace that guy that took off with somebody else and maintain the sound so the group would continue on. Yeah, about how often do you guys get out and, and perform? Because you guys literally live all over the country. It's not where you all are, you know, like neighbors or something day to day. You're literally all over the country. How often do you get out and actually do these shows? Well, uh, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. we were probably doing between 80 and 100 shows a year now. Uh, when I joined the group back in the late 80s, early 90s, we were still doing 175 shows a wow. year. And so that equated to about 250 days on on the road, uh, which was an awful lot. Uh, it was It was tough on families. It was tough on us. Um, now it's it's uh, really taking a step back. We're building it back up from uh, COVID protocols are have have been laxed a little bit or relaxed a little bit, so that we can have full audiences again and people can either wear their masks or not wear their masks, whatever the local ordinances are. But people are starting to come back to the theaters, and we're starting to build it back up again, which is great. We just did a show uh, in uh, just outside of Pittsburgh in Greenville, Greenville, Green Greensburg. Uh, our next show is in Greenville, Texas, uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and had a really nice crowd. And people are slowly coming back. They're not jumping at it. Uh, the indoor venues, I think, are not the same as the outdoor venues. You see the big festivals and stuff that are going on. Um, and I think more people are more apt to do the out, outdoor stuff right now. But now we're moving into the winter. So if you're going to go to a show, you're going to go to an indoor venue unless you're out on the West Coast or yeah. Florida. Yeah. And and. I've lost my train of thought here. Hang on a second. I was, I was going to have a question here. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. So as far as the audiences that are coming there, are you seeing the people who were, you know, kids back when the music was coming out? Or are you seeing that varied throughout ages, the young couples? Uh, oh, or, I mean, that, is it variety of, of ages that are coming to these shows? Absolutely, a variety of ages. And part of that is because we're um, we always try to do whatever we can to stay as current as possible. So we'll do uh, material by newer artists or we'll take old songs and do them in our way and uh, that have never been recorded by the Letterman before. Um, and then also just, you know, in the old days they would play the colleges and they would be the, the homecoming concert. Now we're the Dad's Day concert and we're the Parents' uh, Weekend concert. Um, and And it's really good because the kids are hearing – these things, like for instance, there was an art. I, I can't remember the name of the artist, but some uh, one of today's uh, current artists just re-recorded "Can't Take My Eyes Off You," and and so when they hear that and they come to our concert and they go, "Hey, I know that song," and they think it's by whoever it is, Doja Cat or whoever it was, yeah. And they go, "Oh no, no, no! The Letterman did that in 1961. Oh, and by the way, Fred Astaire did that in the 1938 <laughs> musical, which is where we got it from, you know." So by staying as current as possible with the music, um, we are bringing in younger people. My nephew was actually, he, uh, is a, um, he works at Carnegie Mellon, which is in Pittsburgh. And he's, what is he, 24, 23, 24 years old. And he came to the show and he listened to it. And he listens to all that. He loves acapella music and uh, vocal harmony music. And, and he said, Uncle Bobby, that was amazing. I haven't heard, I've never heard that kind of stuff. And so when and that happens a lot when a lot of um, what's kind of happened recently is that a lot of grandmas and grandpas want to come and see the shows and they say, hey, you know, they bring their grandkids 
because either they're not driving or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. So they bring their grandkids to the show, and the grandkids are going, this was really fun. Yeah. I loved it. So it is kind of bringing in a newer audience. Yeah, I'm kind of like your nephew. I love the, the acapella and those yeah. harmonies. I've mm-hmm. always been a, a big fan of that. You know, being I, I played, you know, uh, trumpet back when I was in high school. So, you know, when you're in a music group, you love harmony anyway. So, Absolutely. Uh, but it's definitely got to be a lot of fun. Well, let's talk about the event that's coming up. Uh, sure. Sunday, November 28th is when you guys are going to be at the Beef House Banquet Center. Yep. And keep in mind, folks, it's a 3 p.m. Eastern uh, time. Uh, but this is uh, a very Merry Christmas with the Letterman. So this has got to be a lot of fun because you get to put a lot of the holiday tunes in, which everybody loves anyway but to put that letterman twist on it mm-hmm. has got to be a lot of fun getting you know not only just getting ready for it but obviously performing them as well yeah uh the, well the 1966 letterman christmas album is one of the most successful christmas albums in the history of Capitol records so we had great material to draw from to start doing christmas shows back in the late 80s early 90s and uh and it's worked very very well now this particular show it is a christmas show but it's also a fundraiser for the cleveland clinic uh, which is very important to the promoter that's that's uh, putting the presenting the show, and the Cleveland Clinic has done a lot of a lot of great things for folks not only just in the Cleveland areas, but it's a it's a national uh, treasure because of the work that they do with people with cancer research and uh, a lot of different researches. This this is really we're really hoping to to raise a a good chunk of money for the Cleveland Clinic with this show. Yeah, but uh, when, when you bring in this holiday part of this, and, and then obviously with you guys coming in and raising a lot of money, that makes it worthwhile. People love helping out causes, but when they can get some great entertainment at the same time, it's got to be a lot of fun. So what are some of these songs that we get to hear uh, Christmas-wise? What are some of those well, f- those old Letterman favorites that sure, people are going to get? Sure, sure. Well, we, uh, the Letterman have a beautiful version of A Little Drummer Boy that we'll be doing. Oh, yes. Um, okay. we're, we're actually we're having a new opener that we're going to debut. Actually, that'll probably be the second time we ever sing it. Uh, we've done a really cool arrangement of Mariah Carey's uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You," uh, which uh, you know you either I've hate it or you love it. I've heard that done slow and yeah. fast. I mean, so that, that that's a that's and, again and, that's and one so of those we melodies. do it slow and fast. That's <laughs> one of those melodies, though, like, like your like the Letterman Absolutely. music, timeless. Yeah, uh, you know, and you can do them in multiple ways, and people still love them. Absolutely, uh, you know, the most wonderful time of the year: Silver Bells, Silent Night, White Christmas. Uh, all the classics are in there. And then we have some really – we did a, a Christmas album in about 92 um, that was really, really fun. We had a great time doing it. It was for a small label in Nashville. And uh, we have a, a version of uh, up, uh, up on the housetop, reindeer paws. And it's really fun. I was wondering fun. what he was going to sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very jazzy version of it, but it's very fun. Uh, Donovan sings what's become a fan favorite version of Oh Holy Night. It'll just knock your socks Ooh, off. Yes. Um, uh, I have a new solo this year. I'll be doing the uh, solo from The Grinch, uh, Where Are You Christmas, that Faith Hill had the big hit with. And, uh, and, and that's a really fun arrangement. And if I sing it right, it'll sound good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll do fine. Don't oh, worry about it. It's, just got to keep fun. the voice going. The weather's yeah, yeah, starting yeah. to change. And that's, it that's, is. All right, well, let's get talking about the, the uh, show again itself. The uh, Letterman are coming on uh, the uh, Sunday, the 28th of November, 3 p.m. Eastern. And again, benefit for the Cleveland Clinic, as you mentioned, for the mm-hmm. women's cancer research. Uh, tickets start at $30. Uh, you can reserve them at beefhouserolls.com. Uh, and uh, we invite people to, to definitely come out to the show. And, and for those who have never seen a Letterman show, if you had to describe it to them, uh, how would you describe a Letterman show uh, when they come there and, and what to expect? Uh, in one word, I'd say fun. Um, we have always, the, probably the main reason the Letterman have stayed around for over 60 years now is because of the live performances. 
we've always tried to make it an experience a lot more than just sitting at home and listen to the record. It's always been, if you come to the live show, you're going to see something or hear something that you wouldn't hear or, you know, obviously not see uh, just on the record. Um, we get the audience involved in our shows. We do a very fun version of 12 Days of Christmas in our show. Um, and and really, it's just we try to do a, a family show and something that you'll walk out of there ready for the holidays. Um, that's really our, our goal is to make people walk out of there humming all the songs, not just the Letterman songs, but ready for Christmas. And we, we have a great time, all of us do. Well, the one thing I've noticed about some um, uh, groups that are out there, you sing on the record, they sound one way, but when they sing live, they're, they're not to that level. Right. You guys, I mean, to me, it just sounds like I've taken the record almost and I put it on a huge stereo in a big theater. Uh, and, you know, just adding that live performance with it just really enhances it even more. And that's what I noticed from the show. I, I, there's no lack there. I mean, it, you guys are giving everything that, that people would expect. And that's what I really liked about the show when you guys were in September Thank of you. 19 at the Fisher. It was I, what I expected and then some. And, and that's what I think I enjoyed about it the most. You know, We take real pride in, in making that harmony sound. Uh, you know, <laughs> excuse me, Robin Donovan and I, not being original members of the group, um, really have to go the extra mile to make sure that the sound is pure and that the sound is strong and the harmonies are tight. So we we really, really uh, take great pride in creating that sound. We, you know, we don't use tracks. A lot, of, a lot of audiences or a lot of artists will use auto-tune or tracks to enhance their vocals and things like that, and we don't. Uh, and it's always funny when somebody says, well, that must have been tracked, and it's not. It never is. It makes us feel good. You thought it was so good, you thought it was recorded. So I'm happy to hear that. And then one last thing. You've been with the, the group uh, a couple of different stints, but most of since you know last 33 years, a good yep. chunk of that. And then Donovan's been there since nearly 40 That's right. uh, for him. And then mm-hmm. he got the rookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob Gulak has uh, been with the, the group now for about three years, and uh, he's an amazing talent. He's got a wonderful singing voice. Uh, he does a version of You Raise Me Up that will blow you out of your seat. Um, and he's a good performer, too. So, you know, we, we try to try to keep consistent with any new guys that do join the group. Like I said, Donovan and I, uh, Donovan is the second longest member of the Letterman, and I'm the third longest member of the Letterman in the history of the group. So between the two of us, we've got, you know, almost 80 years of being in the Letterman. And uh, we, we really take great pride in the history of the group and the music that's been presented to the public for all these years. Yeah, and even if you got out and, and you just retired from it, I'm sure you would probably still want to be part of who's going to be next, just to make sure that that legacy can continue on. Absolutely. Because that's what you guys have. You guys literally, it's a legacy of the Letterman, uh, and the music is timeless. Uh, you know, the, the, the performances are, are equal to that level as well. That's That's got to be something that, that gives a lot of pride for you guys just to know that you've been able to maintain that all these years. We, uh, in uh, right before COVID hit in February of 2020, we uh, the Letterman finally got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And that, to me, was just kind of the culmination of the whole history of the group. Um, Tony was there. Connie Stevens introduced us uh, on Vine Street, right across the street from Capitol Records. And uh, uh, Gary Pike was there. Donnie Pike was there. A couple of other guys that had shorter stints with the Letterman over the years. But overall, there were I think there were like eight or nine Letterman there. And actually on our website, we sang I Believe, which is one of the most iconic songs of the Letterman. It's a harmony, uh, uh, an acapella song. Uh, and all the Letterman 
wow. uh, sang this song. And we we didn't know what we were going to get. Actually, the funny story of that real quickly was that, um, uh, oh, shoot, who was it that was there? I can't remember who it was. It was, it was some, uh, somebody, I, I guess it was Connie. Connie Stevens asked us if uh, a friend of mine was there with, with me, and he was a huge Connie Stevens fan, and he, uh, he asked me if he could get her autograph. So I went to Connie, and I asked her if, if my friend could ask for an autograph. And she said, sure, under one condition, you get all the guys to sing together. And I said, oh, sure, okay, well, let me see what I can do. So Connie was kind, and she gave my friend Terry an autograph, and uh, and then uh, I got busy. I got, I forgot about it, and um, uh, one of the former lettermen uh, came up to me, uh, and as he was leaving, he said, "Hey, I never got a chance to meet you," and and I said, "Oh, oh, wait, wait, you can't leave, you can't leave. We got to get everybody together to sing." So we did. And we got everyone together, and uh, we did. I had said something to Donovan, and, and I said, "We're going to try to get everybody together," and he said, "No." Don't do this. This is going to be terrible. This is not a good idea. And I said, I promised Connie that we would do it. We have to do it. And he goes, okay, all right, let's do it. So we got all the guys together, and it was really beautiful. And you'll see it if you ever check out the video on the Facebook page. Um, We were all on a staircase at this really cool old building in in Hollywood where we had our our, um, uh, reception after we got the Star on the Walk of Fame. And it sounded like magic. It was just – you had 11 guys crying. We, we couldn't believe how beautiful it was, which, again, is a testament to the music itself and the harmonies that were formed all those years ago. But after we got done, I went over to uh, uh, Connie's daughter, Jolie Fisher, and I and I said, where's Connie? Did she hear it? He goes, no, she had to leave. <laughs> so she never even got to hear it live. Oh, yeah. But we did send her a recording of it, and she did hear it after that. So, yeah. But it was a magic, magic day. And, and you know, that, that legacy that was created all those years ago with the, the beautiful harmonies, we have really tried to stay true to. And that day was kind of the culmination of everything. All right. Well, you guys are going to be uh, here in, uh, locally in the Covington area at the Beef House Banquet Center Sunday, November 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so a nice afternoon show. Uh, it is a show only, folks. I know a lot of you folks are used to having uh, uh, meals go along with Beef House, but you can get one before or after the show. Absolutely. Uh, trust I'm me. sure Bob and Bonnie would love to have you. Gotta have the rolls. You cannot go to Beef House without the rolls. Absolutely. That's the reason why they call it BeefHouseRolls.com. Okay, yes, alright. Uh, but anyway, uh, get your tickets, folks. They start at $30 uh, and, and go up from there, uh, depending on where you want to sit. Uh, but wherever it is, you're going to enjoy the show. Um, thanks a lot for coming in, Bobby. I would My appreciate pleasure. It. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming and listening, and, and I I hope that everybody turns out because I know tickets are selling, so don't wait too long. I definitely got to get mine because it sounds like it's going to be one of those moments. If you miss it, you're going to say, "Oh, I miss." And you're not. But 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 the nice thing is the Letterman, the legacy continues. It does. Uh, at some point down the road, maybe we'll get to be able to see this again for those who do miss it. But uh, let's hope we don't get anybody that misses it. It won't be know? the last time we're in the area, but we definitely hope that you can be here for the Christmas show. All right. Well, Bobby Poynton, part of the uh, Letterman folks, you saw him in uh, September 19 at the Fisher. Now you can see him at the Beef House uh, Banquet Center again Sunday, November 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Bobby, thanks for coming in. Do appreciate Thank you for having me. been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.